Hello and welcome to Taking the Stress Out of Sleep. I'm James Wilson, your host, also known as the Sleep Geek, the founder of Kitmate. And today we're going to talk about how do I work out my sleep type, or as it's often known, chronotype. So what is sleep type? What is chronotype? It's really about understanding when it is best for you as an individual to go to sleep and when it is best for you to wake up. It's as simple as that. However, I feel that the sleep world has made chronotype, sleep type, quite complicated. It's made it quite complicated by chucking loads of different animals into the mix. So traditionally, we've always seen sleep type as being about being a lark or being an owl. I get up a bit early, I'm a lark. I go to bed a bit late, I'm an owl. There was a sleep expert who felt this wasn't enough animals in our lives around sleep and decided that he wanted his own animals. He didn't like the animals that everyone else was using. He wanted his own. So he came up with dolphins and bears and wolves. And unfortunately, he started bringing things that were about personality as opposed to actually your, your chronotype. So for example, like a dolphin is someone who struggles to sleep, someone who has a light, is a light sleeper, and someone who struggles to wake up. That's not really about your sleep type. That's about lots and lots of different issues around sleep. It's about, you might, you know, you might be genetically just a poor sleeper. It might be that you are drinking loads of coffee before bed. That is not to do with your sleep type. A dolphin does not really describe what your sleep type is. So I think, I think we've got two animals. Let's use them. I think we understand them. We have owls and we have larks. My problem with, with, with how we talk about owls and larks is we see them as two poles. So we see, I'm an owl, I'm over here, I'm a late type. I'm a lark, I'm over here, I'm an early type. But actually, what, what these two poles are, are two poles at the end of a line. At one end of the line, you've got early types, people who are more likely to wake up earlier. And at the other end, you've got late types, people who are more likely to want to go to bed later and wake up later. And we, we see ourselves in those two camps, but, but really, we, see, we need to see this as, as, as a line, as a continuum where we all sit on this line somewhere. Our sleep types are slightly different. Every sleep type is slightly different and it's not a set in stone time. So my sleep type doesn't mean I need to go to bed at 10 and wake up at six. I see it as more like a 90 minute window. That actually for me, as a, as a, as a middle early person, that's why if you think about it as a line, I probably sit on that line somewhere back here. As a middle early person, I'd say my going to bed time is between half nine and 11 and my wake up time is between half five and seven. That's how I, I view my, my chronotype. So we need to get away with this idea that I'm an owl, I'm a lark, it's extremes. We need to think of, of ourselves as like windows of opportunity. When is my window of opportunity for going to sleep where I'm more likely to fall asleep and I'm more likely to get, get the quality of sleep I need? Because remember when we talked about sleep need, it's not just about how, how much, it's also about how good. And when am I best suited to waking up? When, when if I wake up at that time, I'll have I'll have got my I'll have met my sleep need better. Now I would say in terms of like my sleep need, I probably need six and a half seven hours sleep of good quality sleep. And I find if I get that seven and a half that six and a half seven hours between going to sleep somewhere between half nine and eleven, waking up somewhere between half five and seven, I feel better during the day. In my work, because I work with shift workers, I've had occasions where I've maybe worked with a company and I've been going to bed between one. And, and eight I've been sleeping between one and eight because of because of the nature of work for maybe a couple of days maybe a couple of weeks when this happens although I'm getting the same amount of sleep it just does not feel like the, the quality of sleep has been as good I don't feel as well rested the next day so if we sleep with our sleep type if we if we follow our body's natural rhythm we're more likely to get more out of our sleep our sleep type I find sleep type fascinating chronotype fascinating lots of research around how our sleep types work together how our sleep types complement each other in the, the communities we live in. Some great research out there, we'll, we'll put in the show notes, we're around like looking at sleep types of communities that, that live together, maybe um, in deserts or in rainforests where there's no um, artificial light and how in these communities often there is 
only 20 minutes in the day where everybody is asleep. And this this maybe gives us the idea that, that having slightly different sleep types in, in the same communities is part of protecting us. That if, if someone's awake for at some point during the day and night at all stages, we're more likely to be safe. So it's really interesting stuff, like some really interesting work um, around around chronotype, around sleep type, around chronobiology and the way it affects our sleep. Also, one of the interesting things about our sleep types is you're more likely to be a late type between 13 and your mid-20s, what, what, what we would class as teenagers in terms of sleep. So if you've got a teenager in your life, or you are aged between 13 and your mid-20s, if you go to bed later and wake up later, that is not your fault. You are not lazy. It is because your your body clock, your natural rhythm is is, is different to people who are maybe in their 40s like me. So when I was a teenager, even though I'm a, a sort of a middle early kind of sleep type now, bit of a lark, in my teenage years, I was more, I was more owlish. I was going to bed 11, 12, 1 o'clock. And because of getting up from school, I was, I was getting up at 7. So one of the biggest issues I believe around our teenagers' health, both mental and physical, is the fact that we force our teenagers to wake up at maybe like 6, six o'clock in the morning to go to school at 8. Well, that's like me as a, as a 43-year-old man getting up at 4 to go to work at 6. I might be a bit of an early type, but that is not a routine that I want. So I think we we have a problem in society where we demonise owls, we demonise late types, and we celebrate larks. We we believe that waking early is something to be celebrated. It's a sign of success. This this has come from biblical times. If you read the Bible, you know the more the more godly people, the more worthy people were the early risers, the hard workers, because we see early risers as hard workers. As an early riser. Yeah, I can do work in the morning, but you want to have a meeting with me at four o'clock in the afternoon, you are not going to get the best version of me. So we've created this idea that early types are are better, are, are better versions of, of, of humanity than late types. And at the moment, there's a real, no, I've got a real problem with the wide awake club. This idea that we all should be up at four or five o'clock in the morning, grinding away, being successful, exercising, working, yogaing, eating healthily, because that's what winners do. Wake, waking early is a sign of success. Often perpetuated by the likes of Andrew Huberman and, and, and his ideas around getting natural light earlier in the day. It's true, natural light early in the day does help you sleep better and, and be better during the day. But it doesn't mean you have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to get it. One of the things I'm saying, it is banging on the table thing to say. We need to stop demonising owls and we need to start helping people have schedules that work for them and we could start with our teenagers because we if we give if we had teenagers starting school at 10 and finishing at four they would get better exam results they would they would have less obesity problems they would have less mental health issues and they would be healthier versions of themselves so i will get off my soapbox right now and and let's dive back into uh, sleep types if we don't, if we don't sleep that sleep type, as I've described for myself, we do find it hard to fall asleep. So, if if you are a person who wants to wake up at five in the morning to go and exercise, but you're a bit more of a late type, you're a bit more of an owl, you can't, you go to bed at nine, you are not going to fall asleep at nine o'clock. You will lay there tossing and turning, tossing and turning, tossing and turning. Might fall asleep at one, and then you wake up at five. I was working with someone recently who was working and, and training for a triathlon, wanted to wake up at five to exercise, was going to bed at eight and then was waking up at one, two o'clock in the morning. When we did some work around what their chronotype actually was, we saw that we're more, more of an owl. 
They started going to bed at quarter to 11, and then they were still waking up at, at five, but they were getting six and a bit hours sleep, as opposed to the four hours sleep they were getting previously. And they felt in terms of their lifestyle, this was a success. So you can't control your sleep in the way that you can control your food and the way that you can control um, your exercise. You need to, if you work with your body's natural rhythm, you're more likely to get more out of your sleep. If you set parameters around your sleep that doesn't work for your body's natural rhythm, you have to accept that, that your, your body's natural rhythm will still play a part in the sleep that you get. We can't, I can't make you a morning person. You read these articles online, you hear these experts telling you they can, they are telling you fibs. They are selling you snake oil. This is not possible. What I can do is help a owl wake up earlier if they need to, if their job means they have to. If they're a young athlete who's got to go and train before school, in that case, we use natural light. We'll use like a light box. We'll use a sunshine alarm clock. We'll wake them with natural light. But they're not jumping out of bed, skipping down the street, singing morning is broken. They're still quite lethargic. They're still quite inert and they're still struggling to wake up, but they are awake. But they, we, we have, but in that case, we've not made them a morning person. We've woke a late type up earlier, and they are not the same thing. So, really, as a as a man who likes the easy way of helping people sleep better, I would prefer us all to sleep with our body's natural rhythm. I would prefer if you if you exercise, then you exercise with your body's natural rhythm. If you were an owl trying to get up at five in the morning to do a PT session, at some point you will you will fail, and the the person who's training you with the PT or the, or the the people around you, they will tell you that it's your fault because you haven't got enough willpower. You've not put enough effort in. I disagree. It's because you're trying to exercise against your body's natural rhythm. Exercise with your body's natural rhythm. So if you're late type, exercise later in the day. If you're an early type, exercise earlier in the day. Because if you're an early type trying to do a, a hit class at 10 in the evening, you're waking yourself up at a time when, when you should be falling asleep. And that will make it harder for you to get to sleep. So this is quite a common thing I get. So for owls if you're trying to get to bed too early you just won't fall asleep you'll find it difficult to get to sleep you'll get stressed and anxious and the quality of sleep you get will be worse if you're a lark yes we know that as we are awake for longer our sleep drive builds and we and that helps us um fall asleep more efficiently however for larks often you'll what will happen is and this happens to me um at half nine my body says to me james you're tired go to bed i can feel i can feel the sleepiness coming but i, I, I want to ignore it i want to stay awake so it gets to 11, I'm still watching that, that, that series. And my body thinks, well, it's 11 o'clock. He's out of his, his window of opportunity. This doesn't happen very often. Maybe he's about to partay. So what my body does, it gives me adrenaline, it gives me cortisol. It, it thinks I want to be awake. It wants to help me stay awake. It gives me the, the, the hormones that I need to stay awake. And then I'm awake till one, two o'clock in the morning because, because I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm too buzzing. So listen to your body. If your body's telling you you are sleepy at half nine, Go to bed at half nine. Try and think about your window of opportunity. What is your 90-minute window of opportunity? Is it half nine to, to 11? Is it 11 till half 12? What's your wake-up opportunity? Is it half five till seven? Is it seven till half eight? Trying to hit those windows will make it easier for you to fall asleep, will improve the quality of your sleep, and will leave you feeling better when you wake up. Because remember, if we take the stress out of sleep, we start to sleep better. I'm James Wilson, also known as The Sleep Geek. You can follow me on social media at The Sleep Geek. You can check out my website, thesleepgeek.co.uk to find out about my work as a sleep expert. And I hope that this has helped. Sleep well.